Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Good Question. I'm your host, Dana Welch, and today's episode is um, kind of fun, actually. Uh, the, the question of the day is more formatted to be kind of like a statement, but we'll uh, format it as a question as best as possible, and then we'll try and answer it um, as best as we possibly can. Our fun fact of the day is going to bring back some childhood memories. Uh, we're going to remember this. It's kind of based a little bit off of the uh, a really old commercial featuring an owl. Yeah, that's right. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy, folks, because this is the good question. So I have tried to record this episode a couple times this morning already. And every single time I start to record, I kid you not, every time I start to record, I start getting text messages, which I I turn off my phone, but it's, I always keep my phone readily available for text in case it's like important. So that way I can easily see a text that comes through. But every single time today, specifically, I've started to record this episode. Um, I either get texts. I get messages on Facebook, which are fine. I don't mind any of that. And again, I checked all those before I started today's episode. Or the uh, the, the maintenance crew is here at the apartments today, or the landscaping crew, I'm sorry. The landscaping crew is here. And like I, every time I hit record, they are outside with the leaf blowers. And since we're right by the sidewalk in the main entrance, like we're hearing it all. So uh, it's it's shockingly quiet right now. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to try and just go ahead and power through this episode. But hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we're just going to let's go ahead and jump right on into it to the uh, question of the day. Now, as I mentioned before, the question of the day is um, kind of phrased as a statement more so than a question. So I'm going to kind of um, here, here's how it's written in the book. List the things that nagged you today. So rather than take the time to list, because some people's lists could be super long, I also feel like this is a question or a statement that can also be done at the end of your day, right? So to rephrase it a little bit to kind of accommodate this episode and the podcast, we're just going to ask, what are some things that nagged you today? Or what is one thing that nagged you today? And you know what? I think I indirectly already answered that as we started the episode. It's still pretty early in the day. Um, but that's, that's kind of what nagged me today is every time I tried to start recording this episode, um, there was a noise interruption of some kind. So that kind of nagged a little bit. So I was like, Hmm, I want to get this episode recorded. I wasn't upset. I want to point that out. I was not upset. I just, um, it, it was, it was weird. It was a weird, minor, subtle, not even an inconvenience. It just nagged at me a little bit. So I was just like, mm, can I just record this episode, please? <laughs> so anyway, that's that's what nagged me today. Now, uh, we're going to kind of piggyback here just a little bit on yesterday. So yesterday, my question was, if you could travel anywhere tomorrow, which would be today, where would you go? And I had said, you know, I'd, I, I would want to go on a cruise. I would want to go to New Zealand because of, like, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And I want to kind of see that landscape. And it's a beautiful country. I'd like to see it. I did get one comment that I thought was interesting. And for me, for that person, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why. Right? For me, 
it also brings it back a little bit more to my upbringing. So that person comments and says, Italy, hands down, always Italy. And I have to kind of agree with them as well. Um, it wasn't my first pick, but I would eventually like to go to Italy. And it's mainly because I grew up in a Catholic family. So Catholicism kind of helped raise me into the person I am today. Regrettably, and I say regrettably because I don't want anyone to think that I have completely dissed my upbringing. I have not. If it wasn't for my upbringing, I wouldn't be the person I am today. If it wasn't for all the past lessons I've had to learn, I would not be shaped into the person that I am today. So I'm thankful for everything that I've gone through, right? I still practice Catholicism a little bit, not nearly as much as I used to. Have I been to church lately? No. I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I stepped foot in a church. Um, but the reason Italy is because at the heart of it all, you know, you've got Vatican City, Rome, you know, you've got all these different uh, Catholic landmarks that I would like to see. I would like to go to the Vatican. I would like to see these areas. I'd like to see uh, St. Peter's Basilica. I would like to see all these things. That's just to keep adding it onto my list. So that's why this year has been a little weird because I actually position, position myself strategically um, that this year was going to be a travel year for me. This year was going to be a travel year. And uh, we've kind of seen so far how that's been shaping up. It, it, it's it's kind of rough. So now the time and energy I was going to focus towards traveling, now I'm going to have to use to kind of rebuild and put myself back into that position. So maybe by the end of this year, I'm not I'm not giving up on you, 2020. I'm not. You, I know you, we've had a rough year so far. Not agreeable. Every month it's something new, but I'm not giving up on you. I'm not, and I may be the only speck here on this planet that has not given up on 2020, despite everything that it's thrown at me, I or us in general, the global community. I'm not giving up. I'm not. I can't. I refuse to give up. Uh, 2020, we can still do this. We can still make this year awesome. We can still make this year a travel year. We can still recover from this. That's my that, that's my two cents. That was me banging on the desk, by the way. So if you heard that, I was like, this is... So 2020, I'm not giving up on you. Italy's on my list. I have travel information on my list. I want to go on a cruise. I want to do all these things. It is all still within reach. And we're going to do it. That's that. Another thing I got yesterday, this is the first time this has happened since I've started the podcast. Now, mind you, yesterday was 11 episodes, no, 10 episodes. I'm sorry, today's the 11th episode. 10 episodes in, so I've been going for just about 10 to 11 days of streaming. And I get a message that is fan art. I put this up on my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook page. It's uh, somebody had drawn out Captain Citrus, and the picture is really, and the whole thing is cute. Um, I, I have a fan. I at least know I have at least one fan who is listening to the podcast. That means a lot to me personally that this person took the time to draw out while they were listening to the episode, which means they clicked the link, they looked him up to see what Captain Citrus even looked like, and they drew him out while they were drinking a cup of orange juice or a glass of orange juice. So, and then they took the time to write my, uh, you know, the at sign and at Dan Welch one and um, 
the good question. They wrote it on the paper. So I, I hope I get a physical copy of it. If I don't, no worries. I have the digital one just as exciting, but it made me feel really good inside. It put a smile on my face. It gave me kind of the warm feeling. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's, that's really nice. So that was my first fan art for this podcast, The Good Question. Um, of course, I had to share it like crazy. So again, thank you. You know who you are. I don't want to use your name because I don't know if I'm allowed to. If I am, I'm sure you'll be able to write me and let me know that I'm okay to use it on future episodes. But for now, you are the, the nameless individual who has sent in the Captain Citrus fan art. Uh, framed picture, too. The picture itself is nice. They took the time to make sure that the picture was relevant to the drawing. So there's a glass of orange juice. There's a plant. It's there's, It's not just them holding the picture it's framed perfectly in the shot so that's also another thing i appreciate they themed the actual photograph that they sent me it wasn't just a hand-drawn picture of them holding it with like the carpet in the background or something no they took the time to draw it frame it in the shot with orange juice and a plant and all this kind of stuff so that's I, i appreciate those kinds of things if you know me you know that I'm a sucker for theming, which is why I love going to the theme parks. I love going to uh, Disney and all that kind of stuff because I love seeing the detail that goes into everything that goes on in the parks. If you can immerse me in a good story, then you've then then, then you've got me, 100%. You've got me, and that is exactly 100% what Disney, even elements of Universal too. If you can immerse me into a story you've got my money hands down there's no questions asked and so when i saw that picture i was like oh that's cute and that person really took the time to uh do something that i appreciate a lot so again thank you i rambled on about that thank you so much you know who you are and if i can use your name on future episodes just let me know and i will give you full credit for that that was absolutely amazing made my day and helped me realize that I'm hopefully doing the right thing here on the good question. So that's that guys. If you, if you ever want to just send in something, go ahead, just send it in, you know, send it in. I will definitely share it, feature it because that's who I am. That's who I am as a person, right? Okay. So we got some news overnight um, that Tokyo Disney Sea is getting ready to slowly start opening as well. Tokyo Disney Sea is opening their version of Disney Springs. I'm not saying the name because I don't know how to say it and I don't want to butcher it, but it's their version of Downtown Disney, Disney Springs, a shopping and dining district, essentially. And so that's opening up on June 1st. So we are slowly, guys, and we knew this was a thing, slowly but surely. Remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? Who won the race? It was the tortoise, right? Everyone's rushing to get back open, but honestly, let's be cool about this. Let's make sure that we're doing this the right way. I knew Disney was going to do this the right way. I never had to worry about this. I've said this many times that I know Disney is going to do it right. So that's why I'm like, I'm not worried. I am not worried at all. So it's promising. It is a sign that another chunk of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts is coming online. So we're seeing that shopping and dining district. So let's just keep a, you know, let's let's go back, kind of keep telling. The only theme park open right now 
is Shanghai Disneyland. That's the only theme park that's open right now. From what we understand, from what we have been seeing, it has been a fairly smooth open process. It has been a fairly smooth process of allowing everyone's been doing the reservation system correctly. Everyone's been following the rules correctly. Everybody has been doing what they need to do correctly. And that's good. We need that. What is that going to look like when it gets to domestic parks? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even begin to um, fathom, and I do not like speculations at all. I, I said it before. I, I say I can guess what's going to happen based upon what we're seeing at the other locations, but I don't like to speculate. I really don't. It, it bothers me because it's just people's minds going crazy. And right now, with quarantine, that is understandable. For the most part, if you have been doing this correctly, okay, if you have been doing quarantine correctly, you have effectively been inside with exceptions to like going to the grocery store. You have been inside for over two months, right? If you've been doing it correctly. I can say I have been doing it correctly. I don't go anywhere. I don't even go for a drive, right? We go to the store once a week. We come back. We cook. We clean. We play games. We watch movies. We do all this kind of stuff. That's what we do, you know? I don't go out. I don't go out and about. I used to, um, at certain points, go for walks in the morning, but even that kind of drifted off. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing for anybody who wants to do that. By all means, if you want to, go ahead. As long as you're following social distancing guidelines and all that kind of stuff, then you're in good shape. I'm just saying, me personally, if you're doing things the way they're meant to be done, we are cooped up. There are those who do not like to be inside. There are those of us in the world, and we saw this a little bit over Memorial Day weekend. I think it was on a, it was a video or a few videos that went viral. I think on Sunday or yesterday. I think it was Sunday. The videos went viral, and it's just pools filled to the max, parties galore of people all around like that. That bothers me because it's they're they're ignoring common sense guidelines. Because they want to have fun. And I get it. It's a holiday weekend. We were going out to have a good time. Everybody's going out to enjoy themselves. Um, but that's not smart. It, it's not. Um, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Or actually, I don't know if I should say we're in the middle of it. I, You know, the curve is, for the most part, starting to kind of flatten out. That doesn't mean we're clear. That doesn't mean we're, we're in the clear zone and things are just suddenly going to be better, you know. Um, we got to be smart about how we do things. If you want to be able to party like that again, you need to be able to um, follow basic rules that are happening right now. Now, I've heard many different things. I think I saw a meme this morning that said it perfectly. Um, it's amazing how memes are our basic source of truth. Uh, quote-unquote truth during all of this but it said you know an inconvenience is not the same thing as oppression right and i want to i want to i want everyone to think about this for just a moment an inconvenience is not the same thing as oppression putting a mask on is an inconvenience you're not being oppressed you're not okay um if you want to know what oppression looks like, 
oppression would be you're under immediate arrest the second you try and leave your house. Oppression says we're going to dictate the amount of internet you get per household. Oppression would just, it would be awful. That is oppression. We have had a lot of freedom during this quarantine. Now, I know I'm also speaking, I'm sitting comfortably in central Florida. Florida was probably one of the more relaxed states on quarantining. Um, But, like, we've had it pretty easy, guys. We actually have. I'm not talking about from a Florida standpoint. I'm talking about from a standpoint of, for those of us who did not get sick, for those of us who even did get sick and did recover, we had it pretty easy. You're allowed to leave your house. You were allowed to leave your house and go to the store. You know, you were allowed to do basic things. A lot of essential businesses stayed open. You know, even a lot of local businesses stayed open and they needed your patronage to help them out. You know, a lot of these things happened naturally. So we weren't oppressed. We're not. We weren't. Um, you, you hear a lot of people who talk and I'm probably going to get a little bit of backlash on this and that's okay. That's all right. I'm, I'm open to discussions about stuff like this. I think it's important that we talk about stuff like this. There were a lot of people who were like, oh my gosh, due to this, they're going to start tracking us because they've been tracking us for years. Your cell phone is a means of tracking. They can track your cell phone from a data tower. All they have to do is just ping it. You know, I mean, they've been able to do that for years way before this even was a thing. Think back to like the very first iPhone, you know, that was for me, I was barely a freshman in college, you know, like I was early twenties, you know, I'm early thirties now. They've been able to track you via your cell phone for a very long time. So the idea that suddenly tracking is this new ordeal is ridiculous. I'm sorry, but they can find you anytime they want to. Data pinging has helped them figure out where hotspots have been for, you know, coronavirus. Data pinging has been a source of a source of information to find out how well we have actually been doing during quarantine. And I'm proud to say I'm one of the people where my cell phone doesn't usually move around except inside the residence, except for inside where I live. That's where my cell phone moves. So as far as on a map, that dot's probably not even moving. So I'm happy that that's me. I'm doing my part to keep still and inside. Now, um, I had my meditation last night, my meditation, and we had our our leader on there. Guys, she's amazing, by the way. I think I've mentioned this before. I'm mentioning it again. My leader that I have for work at the Walt Disney Company, my current homeroom leader, she is phenomenal. And I'm really hoping one day I can get her on the show. She is amazing. She, she really is. I've had a lot of leaders with the Walt Disney Company. I've had good leaders. I've had not so good leaders. I've had great leaders. She's definitely in that list of great leaders. She's not the only great leader I've had, but she's on the list of great leaders. You know, And I think that that speaks highly. She has been available throughout this entire quarantine. She has created a page for us to be able to come together. She's our one, she's the one who helped set up this whole meditation every Monday and Wednesday. I'm sorry, but like I, I'm really fortunate. I'm very lucky to have landed the team that I've landed at work. I'm very lucky to have landed her as a leader. Quarantine would be awful right now 
if you didn't really know what was going on. It allows us to talk to each other. She's keeping us in the loop with what she knows, when she knows it. She's not spilling anything because she's she's also furloughed. That's the important thing to remember. She is also furloughed, but she gets so much respect in our books for just being there, just being a voice. She does mental check-ins at the top of the month every month to kind of see how everybody's doing and, you know, see if anybody needs to talk privately. She'll take the call. She has a family. She has a, she has a husband. She has a kid. And she still takes the time to answer the phone if we need to, you know, nicest, nicest person, nicest person ever. And I love her so much for doing that. But, um, in this meditation, we, we got to briefly talk about kind of what we, we've been talking about just now. And, um, I'm ready to return to work. I am. I'm absolutely ready to return to work, but with safeguards. The safeguards help us. The safeguards are put in place to make things easier to transition back into what we've had. If you want to get back to the point where we were at before, you need to do what needs to be done now to get from point A to point B. Okay? There's no shortcut. There's no fast pass. You know, there's no quick path. You take a quick path and we're just going to be right back to square one, right? I don't want to see us backtrack. I don't want to see us backtrack because we're smart enough. I, I, I am still convinced that we are smart enough to make this work, right? I hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to open those parks up again. I'm ready to safely do all of this. And I think that everybody's kind of on the same page. We're ready, willing, and able to get this thing done. But we've got to be smart about it. I feel like the last two days I've done like pep talks or talking down. I've tried not to talk down to anybody. I really have. I'm trying to get people through. We're on the home stretch, guys. I, I really do. I feel like we're on the home stretch here. I feel like we are reaching a point to where. We are now able to um, experiment a little bit more. You can venture out a little bit more. Um, last night on the meditation, we had some of the people who were part of the meditation who were like, we went out to eat for the first time in two months. Yeah, we, we went out to eat. We, they went to, somebody went to Chewy's. And uh, we were all like, oh, Chewy's, that sounds so amazing. They said that it was. they did very well. The team was very, very good. Everybody had their mask on, except for, you know, when you're at the table and you're eating. Uh, they went and sat out on the patio. And yesterday was kind of a rainy day. So um, they went outside to enjoy that. They had patio seating open and available. They said it wasn't busy. It wasn't busy. It wasn't um, an awful experience at all. So that's encouraging to me. That means that people are taking things seriously. Also, I have to throw this out there because I thought it was amazing. Um, then this was last Wednesday. I'm going to see if the update, cause I usually go shopping on Wednesdays. Last Wednesday, when I went to Publix, there was toilet paper. I don't need it. Mind you. I, I didn't, I, I haven't, yeah, I'm very, very conscious and aware of what I do with toilet paper. So I haven't, this was never an issue for me, but there was toilet paper, right? There was soap. There was sanitizer. And this is encouraging to me because this shows me that things are starting to happen. 
things are finally starting to happen. We're seeing a decline, or not really, I, I wouldn't say a decline, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that. We're seeing not so much a rise in cases, but we're seeing that people are being a little bit more, let's get let's get back out there, let's try things out, let's do this, let's do that. And so we're seeing the return of basic products to the shelves. This is encouraging. I will give an update tomorrow after we go to the store. Uh, we always go on Wednesdays. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen at the store tomorrow. So there's that. Okay, so this episode kind of turned into a rant based upon starting with what nags me. I got to highlight, um, you know, my fan art. It was super exciting to me. Uh, you got to learn a little bit more about me, uh, who I am, Catholic background, I haven't practiced it in a little while. I haven't given up on it, but I haven't practiced it in a while. Um, Italy's on my list. It's a place I want to go. So now, now one thing I know that one of you or a few of you have probably honed in on is our fun fact of the day, right? Our fun fact of the day, I, I said, was kind of, it's probably going to take us back to our childhood a little bit. Okay. Um, if you're like me in your early thirties, this is, this is definitely going to take you to your childhood a little bit. Okay. Um, anybody remember the old Tootsie Roll Pop commercials with the owl? It was like these, it was definitely awful, like hand-drawn animation. And it was just like, Mr. Owl, you remember that? And it's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? And the owl does three licks and a crunch. And he's just like, well, let's find out. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that the owl is a jerk. He's an absolute punk. The kid only asked him a question. He didn't ask him to take his sucker from his hand and then eat it whole in front of him. And then, adding insult to injury, this owl eats his candy and then gives him the stick back. The look on that kid's face at the end of the commercial is like, what? Like he's upset. I'd be upset too. I asked this owl, who's supposed to be this professor, a question. This owl eats my candy and then says three and then hands me my stick back. I didn't ask you to eat my candy. I just asked, do you know how many licks it takes? Ridiculous. Anyway, that is what's going to be based on the fun fact of the day. So here we go. Experiments in universities have actually been carried out to figure how many licks it does take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. Both they've used machines and they've tested with humans as well. Okay. Um, because this is super important scientific knowledge. You need to keep that part in mind. This is what we do in science. We study things like this. The results ranged from 252 licks to 411 licks. That's a big margin. So I'm willing to wager that the um, machine may have been the one that was like 252, right? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to reverse that. I'm willing to wager that the machine was probably 411 licks and a human was 252. And the reason for that is because we as humans, once we start going on like, especially a Tootsie Roll, I just wanted to get to the freaking Tootsie Roll in the center of this pop. I didn't really care about the sugar coating. I wanted to get to the Tootsie Roll. So I had to work for it. So I made sure I was as efficient as possible. So, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was licking. It was just, it was one of those ones where you like put it in the, uh, your cheek and you let the saliva in your mouth do the work for you. So that's why I say the 252 has to be like human. The 411 has to be like a machine. I, I, and I would love to see these tests. 
I would absolutely love. I want to know, is it a licking machine that just kind of circled the pop? Or did they put the, the candy in, in the machine and then the machine just kind of took a lick, backed away for a second, came back in, took another lick, backed away for a second? Like, th these, are the, these are the things I want to see. I want to see how that test was conducted. But I'm going to stick with that. There was no answer to this. But I'm going to stick with, I think the 252 was human and the 411 was a computer. That's that. So that's my fun fact for the day, guys. I hope that that kind of brought us back to nostalgia a little bit with the owl that was a punk to the kid. I'm always going to remember that. The owl is the enemy in that story. It wasn't how many licks does it take to get to the center of a two-zero pop. It was the owl who took the candy from the kid. We've always heard the expression, it's like taking candy from a baby. That owl showed us exactly how to do it. That owl is a thief. <laughs> that owl is a thief he made it look so easy that kid just walks up the owl's just like hmm, let's find out reach grab lick lick crunch three here's your stick have a good day i imagine that's how it was written and then they were like mm, it's a kid's commercial we gotta be nicer than that <laughs> anyway that's my opinion i think the owl is a jerk um, but that definitely brings me back to my childhood. I always remember seeing those commercials and then I always was like, I'm going to find out. But after like a couple times, after a couple, you know, tries, I, I lost count and I didn't really care because I just wanted to get to the Tootsie Roll. So that was me. That was me as a kid. I was always like, I'm going to find out. And then I got to Tootsie Roll Pop and I never found out. I just started eating the sucker like normal. I don't think anyone ever really has found out, but it comforts me to know that there are scientific experiments out there trying to figure out this question. The world may never know, but we might be getting closer. That's what's happening right now out there in the world. We've got a pandemic, but I'm glad universities are studying how many looks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. Just saying. This is real stuff. This is science. Not finding a cure. Scientific facts. This is the science I like to see. This is the kind of stuff that puts a smile on my face. It helps me sleep at night. I'm just kidding. It doesn't help me sleep at night. But it does put a smile on my face. Let you sit on that for a little bit. Let you figure that one out. Good luck. Now we're all going to go out and buy Tootsie Roll Pop and figure it out for ourselves. That's our homework. Do it before tomorrow. I mean it. Do it before tomorrow. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Good Question. If you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button on the way out. And if you want to be featured on the show, guys, you know what to do. Reach out to me. You can reach me by Facebook. You can reach me... Uh, through the anchor.fm site, through a blog, farfaraway.com. I've got a Twitter. I've got an Instagram. I've got so many different ways for you to be able to actually reach out to me. And uh, we've tried to set up a time for you to come on and be a, a guest on the show. But remember, just because you're a guest doesn't mean you're going to get a preview of the question. I don't give you the question in advance. You're going to get the question in the moment. So that way I get the most spontaneous, the most, um, I guess the spontaneous answer possible. So I like to have a lot of fun with it. So just be forewarned. If you want to be a guest on the show, now you know what you got to do. All right, guys. Well, tomorrow's episode is our 12th episode. I know for some people that's not a big deal, but for me, 
you know, they always say like three days into something is a hump day. So to be arriving on our 12th episode and still running strong, very happy about that. So please come back, join us tomorrow, and I hope you all have a really good rest of your day today. Thanks for listening.